When I was young, I was told that everyone has a guardian angel. I was so convinced of this that there were days when I wouldn't let my sister sit next to me in the backseat of the car because that spot was reserved for said guardian angel, and I didn't want my sister to squish her. Welcome to episode 96 of This Shit Works, a podcast dedicated to all things networking, relationship building, and business development. I'm your host, Julie Brown, and today I am joined by Whitney McNeil, a certified medium, spiritual teacher, and mentor to discuss how we can tap into and use our spirit guides in our business and in our life. This episode is sponsored by Nickerson, a full-service branding, marketing, PR, and communications agency with team members in Boston, Los Angeles, Miami, and New York City. Visit them at nickersoncos.com. Welcome to This Shit Works, your weekly no-nonsense guide to networking your way to more friends, more adventures, and way more success with your host, Julie Brown. Here we go. When you think of spirits, do you think of the I see dead people scenario, or is it more of the guardian angel scenario that I described in the intro? Do you even believe that there are such things as spirit guides? I recently read an article in Entrepreneur Magazine titled, Entrepreneurs Often Embrace Woo-Woo Mystical Ideas and Here's Why. The article went on to say that studies routinely find that entrepreneurs are drawn to, quote, magical thinking at a higher rate than the general population. Maybe it's because entrepreneurship is so difficult, stressful, and sometimes lonely. Elon Musk has been quoted as saying entrepreneurship is like staring into the abyss and chewing glass. Well, <clears throat> I don't want to stare into the abyss, and I certainly don't want to chew glass. But we all know the stats. 50% of new businesses fail within the first five years. 75% fail within 10 years. Can you blame us for wanting to tap into the woo-woo, to believe that there is a spirit squad out there looking out for us? Well, my guest today believes that we all have this squad and that once we establish a connection with our spirit guides, we can use that energy to assist us with the choices we make to guide us in our business and in our life. I'm very excited for this conversation. Whitney, welcome to the podcast. Thanks for having me, Julie. I love that story about your guardian angel. How cute was that? Yeah, and I don't also know how was, real. Yeah, I don't know if it was my mom or my nana who was like, oh, everybody has a guardian angel. But like that was like my thing when I was growing up that you had to, I had a space for her at the table and everything. And it was always a her. <laughs> I love that because literally you're making space for spirit in your life. It was a physical representation of I know I have a guide. I know I have helpers and I'm making sure that they know that I'm welcoming them. It's interesting because I think I lost that as I grew up. It seemed like a thing a kid uh, you were told when you were a kid. So first question is, do we all, does everybody have spirit guides? Yes. So we all have spirit guides. And I think it's really common that we kind of lose it around, let's say seven, eight, nine is usually what I see. Mm -hmm. And then we kind of just forget that we've had them. But for all of you out there listening who are thinking, well, I never really knew I had a spirit guide. We actually all have guides. 
And they come in and they guide, they teach us and they protect us. And we can also have guides for other areas of our life too. So we have about two to three main guides that work with us. And they often really work with us from when we're born all the way up into our adult life. And some can shift and change, but a lot of people who already have their sensitivity, they're just born with a little bit more sensitivity will start to see or feel or recognize them as a child, especially when we hear about imaginary playmates. That's actually a spirit helper most of the time coming in and just talking to that child. And then when we are taught to pay attention to the more tangible things, a lot of times it's just not encouraged as we're growing up, then we kind of lose it because we're really looking at, you know, the calculator and the pen and the desk, and we're not really taught to pay attention to those things that other people didn't validate for us. So that's why we lose it. But even if you never saw your guide, you still have one. And I think it's really nice to just remember to just go, oh, wait a minute, I still have this ability because no matter if you're born more sensitive or not, you can actually grow that sensitivity. You're not just stuck with what you came in with. You actually have this ability to connect with them. You just have to learn your intuitive language and then you can adjust your sensitivity levels too. So you said that we have two to three main guides and they're with us from when we're born to into our adult life. So my question is like, how do they get assigned to us? Like, how, yeah. how does that happen? That's a really good question. So there's two main ways. So one way is there can be, let's say in previous lifetimes, you can kind of have like a guide assigned to you from let's say karma or have a contract with somebody who you're learning with. But most of the time your guides are going to be assigned to you or drawn to you based on your energy of a soul. So when we incarnate into this world, we have what I call energetic imprints and inside of those imprints can be, I'm a teacher, I'm a healer, I'm a helper and so forth and so on. So based on your energy, like of your soul and your spirit, you're going to have a guide that really resonates with that vibration, but they're going to be a little bit higher so that they can guide us. So they're attracted to you based on law of attraction and also your vibration rate to make sure they're a good match. These are spirit guides who have been through training. They understand. And when I say this, I'd like for you to kind of just imagine, well, when I want to go see a counselor or I want to go learn from a teacher, this teacher has had experience, right? Or this counselor has been through training. So your spirit guides have had the necessary experiences to help you and making sure that you're a right fit. So this all happens before we even come to the world. In fact, it really starts solidifying when we are in the womb, when we are still growing and our souls getting ready to incarnate, then our spirit guides start going, all right, let's kind of like negotiate here. <laughs> I think that I can really help this person. And so it's this little contract that's formed to help guide us. And we want to learn from them too. So and I don't know anything about this. So all of my questions are from a point of, I know nothing. So teach me spirit guides. Like did, are they somebody else's spirit guide too? And then you're born and they jump ship from somebody else or their person died or like, how do they just keep going on and on or do they retire? That's a really good question. So your spirit guides basically are energies that have chosen to 
get closer to source or to help other people this way, similar to how we choose professions. So your spirit guides doing that too. Your spirit guides are 99% of the time, not family members who have passed. And there's definitely different reasons for this. So before I even get started into that, I do want to say your loved ones who've passed into spirit, like your family members and your friends, they can still come through and help you and give advice, but they're not going to necessarily be your guide. And the reasons for this is one, your spirit guide needs to be objective. We have certain lessons that we have to learn and you're learning this. Also, our spirit guides have to be a similar vibration to us, but higher so that we can learn from them. Meaning they have to be of a similar kind of energy so we can get each other, right? So just like I was saying with the artist and the engineer, it wouldn't be so helpful. We need to make sure we've got those same kind of qualities. And also your spirit guides have been through training versus if your loved one in spirit has just passed, they're probably not, you know, your loved one in spirit was, would also be subjective and not objective. And then your spirit guides have been around for a while. So most of the time your guides have been, let's say crossed over into spirit for a good while. They're not newbies at this. Most of the time they're going to have been around. This is how they work. Do they retire at some point? They may choose to say, you know what? I feel like I'm good with this. I'm going to go on to do something else. Absolutely. That can be possible. But most of the time that's going to be after our lifetime, like when the contract's complete, so to speak. So they are people, let's say that we go to, that we start to develop a relationship with and we trust. And I think there's a lot of like this woo woo magic kind of in the spiritual world. And there is a lot of beautiful, magical, let's say, kind of things that can happen, like synchronicities and things like that. But if we can really think about the spirit world being very similar to our world, it's just they don't have the physical body that kind of gives you a little bit more of an understanding like, oh, so they're just people that are here to help us, that teach us, that guide us and protect us. Oh, that's really cool. I don't have to navigate this world by myself. And that was a huge aha moment for me. So if people are listening and they're like, okay, I have two, you know, two to three spirit guides. I am not intuitive. I don't have sensitivity to the other world. How can I begin to tap into them or to understand them or to use them? Yeah. Great question. So sometimes when students come to me, the first thing they'll say is, I really want to do this, but I don't have an intuitive bone in my body. Like, good luck. (laughs) And so I'll say, well, one, do you really want to connect to spirit? Do you have the desire? And if it's a hell yeah, I want to do this, then we can work together. So what I'll say is the first thing is to connect with your intuitive language and learn your intuitive language. So there are four main intuitive languages and I break it down into archetypes for you being a seer you being an owl, you being an empath, or you being a channeler. And the people that say they're not intuitive at all are most likely channelers. So channelers basically have such an innate connection to the spirit world. And it's so natural for them that they don't recognize it as intuitive Mm -hmm. versus if you see, hear, or feel messages from spirit, you kind of feel almost like it's external, like, Hmm, I'm feeling weird about this. I don't know why. Or Ooh, I heard no, or I saw when I was meditating, like a yes or a green light versus the channeler. It's the body that's intuitive. And there's a couple of different ways that it comes in. And one is a knowing it's just 
I know this is a fact. I don't know how I know it. I'm just taking action and doing it. And the channeler often is finding themselves in the right time in the right places. They say the right things to people and they're like, where the heck did that even come from? But that sounded real great. Sometimes they don't have a filter. They just say what they think. And it's oftentimes that's the way that spirit comes in for them too. So they'll like say lots of great stuff to people to help them, to impact them through speaking, through writing or through doing podcasts or just talking to them in the grocery store and they randomly find people, but paying attention to the body is going to be important. So what happens if you think you're not intuitive? I'd like to ask you, Hey, have your, has your body ever reacted to something? So you could have an opportunity come up and you're like, mm, no, like, it's just my mouth said, no, I don't know why. Or yeah. I don't know why I'm saying yes, but I'm saying yes. So that's an example of, hey, let's get you acquainted with your intuitive language. That's the first piece of the puzzle is, hey, let's look at how it comes in. The second piece of the puzzle is you need to start talking to him. Just talk to him out loud like you're hearing me right now. So there's two ways you can actually talk to them. One is, like I said, out loud. I do this a lot and that's my favorite way to talk to them. And my husband will be like, who are you talking to? I'm talking to my guys. But if you're in a place where you feel like you can't speak out loud, maybe you're on an airplane, who knows where you are, then you can just talk to them in your mind. So, you know, like that inner reading voice when you're reading a book with the intention that they pick it up. Mm -hmm. So that way they know. And a lot of times people will say, well, they're my guides. Don't they just know like what I need to do? And my answer is, uh-uh. In any relationship you've ever had, is that a good idea? No. <laughs> when you go to counseling or you're, you're in a relationship or whoever, it's like, let's not assume. Let's make sure we're clear and we're on the same page. And also, if you, let's say that you had somebody working for you day in and day out, like an assistant. And that assistant was like, Hey, how you doing? And you never acknowledged them for all the things that they did. Like, that's not great either. So let's make sure we've got a good relationship that goes back and forth. Mm -hmm. So the first thing is the intuitive language. The second thing is talk to them. And then the third piece is going to be, well, how do I actually like get the messages from them? Well, that helps you with learning your intuitive language, but in order to do that, you've got to clear your mind. So clearing your mind to receive those messages. So I say daily, consistent communication with your guides, pick a time, just like a meeting. Hey, I'm going to talk to my guides for five to 15 minutes, minutes each day. And then once you're done telling them all the things or thanking them, Hey, this is what I need help with, et cetera, et cetera. Talk to them about how you want to receive their messages, clear your mind and let them speak. <laughs> you know, we are usually in busy, busy, go, go, go mode. Mm -hmm. So it's like, well, I said all the things like chop, chop, where's the message? <laughs> what happens is we need to move into receive mode, just like a telephone, right? Telephones spit out information. And then also you can listen for that information. So we need to clear our mind and just re receive. And then when we do that, we will either hear, feel, know, or we thought will pop into our head. We'll see it as the messages come in from spirit. But a lot of times I think we expect it to come in a certain way. And what I really encourage when I work with students is just allow yourself to receive, just let it come in because channelers might go, well, I don't have time for this. I got to like, I just had an idea pop into my head. Oh my gosh. I got to like reach out to this person. And they think that they didn't get the message. And I'm like, that was the message. You just thought 
oh, wait a minute, you know, this is not what it's supposed to look like. So we get really inspired a lot of the times, especially as entrepreneurs, it's like, oh my gosh, I got to get up and go and, and write the thing or whatever it is. That's your spirit guides a lot of times reminding you or giving you inspiration. So you had a test on your website to, to figure out what, you, what you were and yeah, big surprise. I was a channeler. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yes. I think that that's so helpful. And, you know, the quiz, so we've got the four intuitive languages quiz and it picks, helps you pick the primary one that you have, but you can have more than one. Some people just have one, Mm -hmm. but you can actually have more than one or develop all of them too. And the really cool thing is your intuitive language will most likely change from where it is now. So let's say in two years, it might look a little different if you're somebody that says, I really want to develop my intuitive ability and and consistently do this because we're changeable beings and our energy never looks the same. At least I hope not. Say we do this. We, we have a daily practice where we clear our mind. We talk to them. We wait to receive information. How can we use this in business? And what are the practical applications for someone in business? Yeah. Great question. So one, you can actually attract spirit guides and ask for guides. So you can literally put out a request to ask for guides to help you in business, such as marketing, or for instance, if you're starting your business and you're like, I don't know what the heck I'm doing, you can ask for a guide to help you with that too. So knowing that you've got guides to help give you those inspirational ideas. So when you're going, I don't know what to do for my next launch, or I don't know what to do to reach out to so-and-so, or I want to write a book or whatever it is, your spirit guides one can help create opportunities. So what they end up doing is when you talk to them about what you're wanting in your business, they automatically go, great, let me try to figure out how we can get this to you. So they will put you in front of somebody who's a great networker. They will help you meet somebody that you need to meet, such as maybe they'll write a book proposal for you or whatever it is in business, or they'll inspire you for something to find a teacher literally on the earth plane, or to give you this aha kind of idea that comes up. Also with your spirit guides, they are all about wanting you to truly live in your purpose. So most of us start our businesses based on what we want to do and what we love. Mm -hmm. And so as we grow, sometimes that pivots and that changes and we have to really listen. And if we're wanting more abundance in our business, Our spirit guides are going to make sure and want to make sure that our energy is being lived 80% of the time in our purpose. If we're in our business, no longer doing 80% of the things that we love, then we're not going to have this beautiful energy that emanates of I'm feeling super abundant. So that's part of helping us pivot into what it is. And so many times in my business, Spirit has said, you have to stop doing this. Like we're giving you this message. And if you don't listen to this message, it is going to just happen. (laughs) And so I've really started to listen because they're never wrong and they will help you meet the right people. They will help you have that right idea. And there's so many things that they can help us do. We just literally have to ask like, Hey, I would love to, let's just say you want a certain level of income. And the best way I can say this right now is just, let's say people who are service providers, let's say they're doing one-on-one appointments. 
Well, instead of asking for a certain amount of revenue, what we can look at is how many people do you want to see? And so when you're communicating with your spirit guides, your spirit guides can help you with, all right, what can we do to make sure that your energy is more, let's say, energized so that you can handle that? And also I'm going to guide you and help you with the right people, the right messaging, the right marketing. So you'll get those ideas, you'll get those thoughts, you'll get those feelings, or you'll be guided to a person on the earth plane that can help you with it. Is there a certain, like, say somebody is like, I don't know how to tap into these, but I'm going to do this. I'm going to do these three steps. Is there like a certain amount of time that it usually takes for someone to say, okay, I, I communicate really well now with this person I can't see, but I know they're helping me. (laughs) That's a really good question. Everyone's on their different, let's say growth cycle with that. So those people who feel like, you know, I, I kind of feel sensitive. Sometimes I feel like I feel other people's energy or their emotions. And so it can happen very fast. And then I also have students that feel like they're the channeler and that like nothing's happening for them. And it might take three months. It's more about your consistency. If you're serious about it, are you going to talk to them five to 15 minutes each day? Are you going to ask them these questions? And are you going to just allow and make sure that this is a priority in your life? And I love your story about saying like, no, this is my guardian angel. That's what I was thinking about, like making space for it literally. So Mm -hmm. when I say that, let's make space in your calendar for five to 15 minutes each day. And a lot of the ambitious souls, especially business, business owners, we will get so caught up in the, the things to do that it can be challenging for us to take five to 15 minutes each day. But if we can say to ourselves, this is going to help me be more productive. So when you're talking to your guides about business stuff, they can help you and give you energy about who to hire or when to do this offer versus if you were to hire the wrong person and waste thousands of dollars and all this time and energy versus this other situation. So really, when we think about it that way, we're like, oh yeah, this is like five to 15 minutes of my time that can save me hours of time Mm -hmm. and make me more money. So understanding that one piece, but knowing that it's your own choice, you know, how much you want to show up for, for spirit and for your intuition. So part of me wonders if there's something wrong with asking another plane to help me make more money. Like maybe I should be asking for something like that's more for the greater good, (laughs) you know, like, is there any, um, are they judging us? (laughs) Well, I think that it really comes down for what's the motivation. So that's why I like to say, If we're looking at a service provider, for instance, that was my example, and we want to make a certain amount of money, let's look at it as how many people can I impact? How many people can I help? How many people can I truly, do I truly want to work with every month? And that was just an easy example to break it down in a service provider way, but it can be the same. So if we're thinking about our business and let's say that we're speakers or um, we're writing books, how many people do we want to impact? And that's really when we nail it down to there, instead of coming from a money place, yeah. that is where it really takes off because it has to be in that heart centered alignment. And when we are joyful and we're like, oh my gosh, I love impacting X amount of people. That is where your spirit guides start lining it up. And that's right. that place of truth. 
Yeah, because I love what I do. I love that my tips and my speeches and my book changes people's lives, but I still have to make a living off of it. Right, exactly. And so when we're looking at that product or let's say with your book, if we're saying to our guys, you know, I, I want to impact X amount of people with it, that it will equate to money because money is energy. So if we're really looking at, this is the energy I want to connect with. Well, this is how many people I'd love to buy my, buy my book basically yeah. is kind of what we're saying in a roundabout yeah. way. Uh, but we want to always come back to purpose and from the heart. And that is when we really will then see the impact when we're thinking of it that way. Being in abundance. They're always with us. They're not going to quit us, right? Like, right. They and they do so much, and that's why I hope that whoever's listening can really think, oh yeah, if I had an assistant and this person was saying, hey, how are you? And like, I never acknowledge them. <laughs> like, they're there working for us, but mm -hmm. we really need to have that communication to streamline our dreams and our goals, especially in our business when they are on the same page with us and we are saying, this is really what I'd like, this is what I desire. Mm -hmm. And this is what I feel aligned with. Then they can really go to work for us versus if we never talked to that assistant, they might be like, I'm trying to help. Like, here's some coffee. Right. Would you like it? I don't know. Right. Um, so I'm going to ask a question in your bio. I, I mentioned that you're a certified medium and I, I will just say that I have had some really interesting um, conversations with mediums. And I'm just so curious about what that is like, how you discovered that, that gift and what it, is it, is it stressful for you sometimes to, to have that connection? And is it a door you can close and open when you want? I'm just so curious about it. Yeah, that's a really good question. So how did I come into this? Well, when I was a child, I saw lots of things and it scared me because no one really explained what it was. So I had these experiences and for me, I was always wanting to know why and what was it. So I was trying to soak in everything I could. And then at some point I had such a profound experience, but it scared me that I shut down my abilities for years. And when I did that, I shut down my energy and I basically didn't want to talk to any kind of spirit. So I didn't even listen to my guides, nothing. And when I did that, I got off course, mm -hmm. took me a while to get back on the path. And when I discovered this is really positive and this can really be helpful and I can do this in the right way, like learn how to do it in the right way. And so for me, I had to find a mentor to help me hone my abilities so that it wasn't so scary. And the good news is when you work with your spirit guide, so you have your personal guides, you can have guides for business. And when you become interested in intuitive development, you can get additional guides. And one of those guides is called the doorkeeper. So the doorkeeper can literally guard the door, basically like you don't get access to Whitney or yes, you do. So everyone has a protector guide that you can work with and you can actually ask your protector guide for that too. So that you don't see random spirit people hanging out in your bedroom, you know, at 3 a.m. So to your question, can you close the door? Yes, you can. And that was one of my biggest fears. I thought, oh, what if I'm open all the time? You know, what if I'm seeing all these random things? And that's one of the big reasons too, why it was a huge, like, oh my gosh, my spirit guides are here to help because I really saw the difference where I'm not seeing, you know, random things in the house. 
I've got the spirit team that makes sure it only happens when I allow it to happen. And so you have like an open and closed policy. You're like, I am open for spirits. I'm closed for spirits. Yes. And you know, I used to do readings in my business and I don't anymore because I do teaching full time. But one of the questions too was like, well, if I'm going to do, you know, readings, do you just like get information for whoever you talk to? And so my answer is no, I only get the information from people when I'm in a reading, when I open up the door and when I close the door, because, you know, I don't need to be brushing my teeth at night and being like, oh, I was, Sally has a message for so-and-so that you read today. Like that's not okay. Is that how it comes to you? Like if your door was open right now, would somebody like be like, oh, uh, can you tell, just tell Julie that she's like real like bad at this or like whatever, <laughs> like she needs to stop this shit. Like, <laughs> I mean, sometimes, sometimes the messages can be really like boom, profound kind of stuff. But oftentimes one of the things I think that's a really great question that I want everybody to hear is when you receive messages from spirit, because that's what you're doing with your intuition. You're receiving the messages from your guides. It's almost like a whisper sometimes until you develop and hone that skill set. Mm. So the way it comes in, it can literally be a vision. It can be, they tell me something. I remember that when I was, I was celebrating one of my friends, uh, cause she had a book that came out and I heard my spirit guide and they have a jokingly direct humor with me. They're like, get your shit together, Whitney. And I was like, okay, you gotta get it done. And sometimes you can feel like a gut feeling or sometimes you just know it too. So sometimes yes, sometimes no, it's just depending on the spirit and the personality too, that you can hear their accent sometimes. It's interesting. Yeah. I, like I said, I've had some really interesting experiences that I went to a medium and I was like, what's going on? What do you hear? Who's talking to me? You know, like, and, and it wasn't who I thought it was going to be. That was also what was very interesting. And I was like, I cannot believe she showed up. (laughs) That is so wild. So one of the things I would say is, you know, loved ones in spirit may come through people you've never met before. So I remember I did this reading for someone. I live in Sedona and this was in person several years back. And this woman came in and I started naming these names And I said, you know, this is your grandmother and your mom's side, or this is so-and-so on your dad's side. And I named these names. And she was like, "Uh uh-uh. And then she contacted me later. She said, you know, after our reading, I called my parents and they're like, oh yeah, that's so-and-so. You never met her, but she passed before. And so the question is like, why would they come through if I didn't know them? And I'm like, because your family's so excited, you know, to get to know you like, Hey, we're here. You know, we see you. Are they always looking for a portal? Like, is that like, (laughs) I'm like, are they always like, like waiting for someone <laughs> to be around you to be like, oh, now I can finally tell her. <laughs> sometimes, sometimes they are like, there's been spirits where it's like, finally, like, you know, <laughs> here is this message that I've been trying to get this person. So sometimes, but I will say that, you know, we on the earth plane want to talk to our spirit guides all the time, mm-hmm. but I really recommend with your loved ones and your spirit guides to set a time every day so mm-hmm. that we're on the same page. Cause your loved ones have other stuff to do too. They may want to learn themselves. Maybe they want to become a spirit guide at some point, or maybe they need to do some healing on the other side, especially if they pass in a way that was surprising mm-hmm. and we all, you know, can do healing no matter what time it is. And even people with spirit guides, sometimes I tell students, you know, you can send energy to your spirit guides and they're like, well, why aren't our spirit guides great? I'm like, yeah, but it's a nice way to like receive a blessing on in a way, you know, who doesn't want to receive energy healing? (laughs) So just knowing that sometimes, yes, 
but they also are doing other things too. They're not just hanging around on the couch waiting for us. <laughs> no, I think this is so fascinating. I just, I'm so curious about all this. I agree with the entrepreneur on article about why people who you know work by themselves and work for themselves feel like we need something because we are, it's very lonely. Sometimes it's very lonely and you are making all of your own decisions and you are, you know, you're sent fingers crossed that you're making the right decisions. And I'll say to myself, I'm like, Oh my God, is this right? And like, I don't know why I'm asking, you know, yeah. like I I'll say it all like, and my husband is always like, who are you talking to? I'm like myself. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> I'm can... just going to say my spirit guides, and he's going to be like, okay, Jules. <laughs> <laughs> now you can say, well, actually I'm talking to my, my spirit people that you can't see, <laughs> or you can say your guardian angel too. Should yeah. We I, I, Should we give you, them a name? Well, sometimes they have, so that's a great question. Okay. Your spirit guides do have names and there's different personalities. So there are some spirit guides that are like, this is my name. I want you to know. And so they will tell you in a meeting, like, or once you clear your mind, they can tell you, but if you feel like I'm just not getting it, you will hear that same name over and over in different areas. The grocery store, you see it on TV, you hear it on the radio, like you see it somewhere. <laughs> it's like, that's my name. However, other guides will feel like names are more of an earth plane thing. And that nah, I don't really have a name. You can just kind of call on me, whatever you want, or let me give you a symbol. Like my name is a symbol. So I have a guide. It was really cool. How he showed me this. I saw in one of my meetings, a broken arrow. And I thought, well, that's great. Like what, what is this? You know, I, I drove in Sedona and I actually saw a street that was broken arrow. I'm like, am I supposed to go down it? What is this thing? And finally I heard when I went down that street, by the way, cause I did, I was like, I'll just go. I heard, no, I'm your guide that helps you help other people find their, their direction. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, that's so beautiful. Like broken arrow. I'm going to help you, you know, mm -hmm. restore it. So sometimes it is a symbol like that. And then other times it could just be a color that they want you to think of. So it's so interesting to see where some are like, no, I don't do names. And some are like, yes, this is my name. My name is Ben. You know, sometimes <laughs> we think it has to be like rainbow feather, bright <laughs> eyes or whatever. And we're like, no, it's just Ben. <laughs> yeah. So if people want to learn more about you, understand what their intuitive language is, how can they do that? Yes. Um, so you can take the quiz. I'd love for you to take it. It's at messengerspirit.com forward slash quiz. And I also have a free spirit guide masterclass to help you learn the five C's of spirit guide communication. And they're not the clears. It's the steps that you need to take to really connect with them. And I'll also share the five biggest mistakes people make too. And that's a fun class too. And that's at messengerspirit.com forward slash free class. Okay. So I'll get all of those links from you and put those in the show notes. Yeah. That's great. Oh, thank you so much. This was so great. Yes. Thank you. I'm glad that you're interested in knowing a little bit more about your spirit guides. And I look forward to seeing how your meetings go now that you know who you're talking to. Julie needs all the help she can get. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Okay, thank you. <laughs> Okay. Okay. So this episode might have been a little too woo-woo for some of you. I get it. But let's just think about this. Even if you don't believe in spirit guides, there's something to say 
for dedicating five to 10 minutes a day to verbalize and vocalize what you are looking for and what you need help with. There's something to say for getting those thoughts out of your head and into the universe, even if it's just to give yourself the space to say, this is what I need, this is what I'm looking for, this is what I would like the universe to help me with. Sometimes saying things out loud helps us take action. So even if you don't believe there are spirit guides waiting in the wings every day looking for ways to help you, maybe just acknowledging what we need on a daily basis will help us find the answers. Worst case scenario, we are talking to the ether. Best case scenario, we are indeed communicating with our spirit squad. I don't know. It's up to you and what you believe. I'm super excited about this week's cocktail because it goes so well with the topic and it's super yummy. It's called Bright Spirit. Told you, there's a, there's a cocktail for everything. Here's what you're going to need. One ounce of vodka, one ounce of raspberry liqueur, eight ounces of club soda, a half a juice limed, and then mint uh, leaves and raspberries to garnish. What you're going to do is pour the vodka and the liquor into a glass with ice, top with club soda and lime juice, and garnish with mint and raspberries, and that is it your bright spirit. That's it for this week, guys. I hope you enjoyed this conversation. Let me know what you think. Until next week. Cheers. Hey, thanks for taking the time to listen. Be sure to subscribe to the podcast so you never miss a tip. And remember, you can unapologetically be who you authentically are and still be wildly successful. That's a fact. See you next week on This Shit Works. This Shit Works.